Alrighty, hello and welcome to the podcast, Out of Five Stars, a weekly bookish podcast. We're your hosts, Jess and Jess. I am now the Jess in the PNW, recording here live from my car. <laughs> Gotta add classy. that. Keeping it, keeping it classy. Keeping van life honest. All right. And I am the Jess over here in Louisville. Nothing new with me. I'm still here. Um, virtually we're getting together, obviously each week to discuss a book, a television show, a movie, anything bookish. And we're also sometimes drinking some booze, sometimes going on these crazy, like dry months. But today I think we're just, we don't know what each other is doing it today. So we kind of talked about this, uh, you know, we're trying to start fresh and spring cleaning of our bodies or whatever. And we kind of made a pact together that we would only drink a couple days of the week. And I I don't know if we decided if today was going to be a drinking day. Um, But well, I don't know what she's drinking beforehand. Anyways, we'll figure it out here in a second when we get to that part. Um, Yeah, you guys know the drill. Today on the show, we're discussing The Four Winds, uh, which was written by Kristen Hanna of, you know, the same thing, of the the same thing, of um, Firefly Lane. Firefly Lane. Yes. So Um, we did not read that one, but we saw the show and now we're reading one of her books. So I feel like we're we're experts on the subject now of Kristen Hanna. So the book was first published it's it's a very 2021 very recent new it was published in, 20, in February of this year um and it's currently sitting at a 4.41 on Goodreads which is one of like the higher ones that we have read combined um yep. so I think that's that's pretty good I mean yes it's a Kristen Hanna book and if the listeners have not gone to listen to our two episodes uh, of us trashing Firefly Lane, you probably should. And there's like a little plus. If you go to our Instagram, we have a little drinking game. And somebody wrote on, on the comment, like, that. no, I'd that. be too intoxicated to, to do this. Because yeah. that's how that's how terrible it was. Um, yes. So Speaking of you, drinking, though, you, what are you drinking? Well, I thought I'd go middle of the road. I got a nice... Hum kombucha. So, I mean, Lindsay Lohan says that it's got alcohol in it, but everyone else says it's nice and clean for your body. So, there you go. I went with kombucha. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a LaCroix, a hibiscus LaCroix. I've had it open for a while, so it's just lost. It's flat now. It's flat. Fancy. Perfect. Well, cool. I don't think we have any corrections from our last episode. It was it was a pretty quick episode, <laughs> if you guys have heard it. It was our shortest episode to date, which no, was that was expecting. the first. That was the first part. Oh, the first one. Sorry. Yeah, well, there you we go. did it. We did correction. a two parter. Yeah, which, we did a two parter on it. Yeah, which it really yeah. didn't need a two parter because it was we could have just done it all in one. Either way, um, we did but it, now, and now we're reading her book. So there you go. Yes. Now we're moving on to the four wins. And this this book too, I I liked that we did not touch base with one another during the reading of it. I feel like I I'm, I'm surprised you stayed away because usually you're like messaging me like ah, ah, ah and 
I think as you kind of did have a first. feeling. Yeah. As soon as I have a feeling about something, I feel like I, I, I have to tell you. I'm like, all right, well, I know she's consuming the same thing. I have to tell her about it. But I tried really hard not to because I wanted this conversation to just, you know, be be new to both of us. And I wanted to get your opinion while we were going. But I figured Can I we tell you would... a secret, though? Tell me a secret, please. I already know what you rated it. I know. I because accidentally you, put it on my Because you are like, you, she always puts it in Goodreads, you guys, always. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I see what that is. Mm. But well, then I've spoiled it. For me, not for the listeners. Right. Um, a little recap of this book. It, uh, it takes place during the Depression, during the Dust Bowl, and takes place in Texas. And it revolves around this woman, Elsa, who is a lonely spinster at the age of 25. Um, you know, her family isn't very loving towards her because she is unlovable and just so ugly that she ends up just bangering in a dude one night, gets pregnant, has to go live with him, has kids. And it's the story of her struggle. It's banging a younger dude. Yeah. Younger banging dude. a younger dude. An Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, she does get pregnant. But I think they sleep together a couple times before she yeah. gets pregnant. Um, and the family says she's ugly. I hate her. I hate her family. They're just such douchebags. You know, it. that was one of the weird things about the description is she's described as like a, you know, a, a good, attractive looking woman. She's tall. She's thin, blonde. Um, a lot of the times when this descriptions came through, because that's one thing that I think um, Kristen Hanna is really good at is very vivid descriptions. The descriptions of the Dust Bowl scenes were very made you feel like you were there, which is not a place I want to be anyway. So I was like, please stop describing environmental hazards that I don't want to be in. Um, but it is described very vividly. So that that's good. I mean, a, a really great thing. I think she's a great writer. But what was I going? Where was I going with this? Oh, goodness. My, the description my... of Elsa. Oh, there's a picture that came to mind a lot, uh, brought back into to my focus whenever we were getting the descriptions of Elsa. And it's a Dorothea Lange photo. I don't know if you have seen it before, but it's basically like this weathered, worn uh, woman during the depression and she's got like a couple kids on her and it's, it's a pretty famous like uh-huh. depression yes, photo. Yeah. And, uh, so basically that's what I imagined Elsa would look like is just a road hard and put away wet type of person who's just, you know, spindly and, and dressed in flower sack yeah. dresses. Yeah. So that was my um, name to I, check out. I do want to mention though, before we dive deeper into this. I consumed this book by reading it. Mm-hmm. I actually bought the book and physical copy instead of like an ebook. And you, on the other hand, you listened to it an audiobook. Sure did. I did. And I think listening to an audiobook and actually reading the book are two completely different things. And let me tell you, just really quickly, you and the listeners, why? Oh, I 100% I, agree. Yeah. I listened to the X Talk, which we are going to put my review up on the on the blog. I listened to the X Talk, and 
it's a it's a really good book. People should go go read it. Don't listen to it. There's a lot of sexy scenes in oh, the no. and the person that was reading this, she was like panting. Oh goodness. And stuff in in like doing like those like soft, like very intense, like I'm my heart is pitter pattering very fast. And I was something just, like, you're not gonna I listen was, to on a speaker, just headphones. Yeah. I was listening to it and Chris comes into to the kitchen and he just stares at me like, what, what, what are you listening to? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I did read or I did consume, I guess it's still technically reading, whatever. I consumed yes, it, it though by audiobook, And uh, I, I would give the narrator of this audiobook a five out of five. I thought she did a really great job. Um, I actually listened to like an interview at the end of the the book with the narrator and it, it was good, but I'm not going to get to that right now. Um, but she did a really good job. So big story about Texas depression and Dust Bowl. Uh, main themes are like pioneering mother daughter relationships, you know, who would have thought uh, body image, overcoming obstacles, communism and uh, climate change and climate concerns, environmental concerns. So, yeah, it's it's probably not a book I would have picked up on my own. I don't know. Jess, would you have would you have picked up this book on your own? Yes, because I'm the one that wanted to read this book. Mm hmm. But is it like a, is it a theme? Like, are these the themes you wanted or was it because it was getting a lot of press? It was getting a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in some ways it still is, especially because Kristen Hanna has been in the public realm a a lot lately because of her her show and the new book. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I, it wasn't what I was expecting, but I really enjoyed it, and the I I told you there was a lot of comparisons between the first half of this one and most of American Dirt, which was the mm-hmm. migration story. Because yeah. as we know, a lot of people during the Depression migrated from wherever they were, from the Dust Bowl or from wherever, where they couldn't they didn't have enough food, water etc. And they moved to California. They were moving on west to the west coast. Yeah. And so that was one interesting thing too, was a lot of folks said that American dirt was the new grapes of wrath, which I could see. I could, I could get that comparison, but this is just straight up like a grapes of wrath story, but told today. Um, I got a lot of grape of Grapes of Wrath vibes from this story. Obviously, it's it, it touches on the same exact uh, theme of you got to move for the Dust Bowl and we're heading out west, mm-hmm. uh, which is neither here nor there. And, you know, I did read a lot of these types of books when I was going to school because I went to school for environmental science. So I did kind of feel like a lot of the times that when it was heavily talking about, you know, the government man comes to tell you how you do your farming and stuff like that. I, I just kept feeling like it was like uh, something that you would be assigned to read in school or something like that. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. So Elsa is the main character here. She ends up getting knocked up by the Italian boy and she has to move in with her family. Do you think from the start of this book to the end of the book, do you think we got a lot of character development from her? Do you think she 
grew a lot or did you think that was lacking from like where what she thought of herself in the beginning to what she thought of herself at the end? Um, that is a good question. I wanted her to have more depth and she didn't. She, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, the way that society was on her at the beginning. Like she's 25. She's not married. Oh my God. She got knocked up and her dad dragged her to this guy's house and was like, here, we don't want anything to do with you anymore. And throughout the whole, their entire marriage, they she's too afraid to like lean into him and tell him, tell him how, you know, she feels. And when she wants to like have sex with him and she's too afraid that she will be rejected. And the story of her actually like leaving and picking up, okay, that was great. I'm like, okay, cool. We're turning over a new leaf. And then she gets there to California and they're just sitting and living in this dump. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I got to work and well, I got to work. And she's not really putting herself out there until like the very last, pretty much like the very last um, chapter. And that was kind of, kind of disappointing. You know, you're, you, I kind of just was like trying to, wanting to slap some sense into her. Like, come on, Mm -hmm. Elsa, like you are the mother. You were, you were left by your husband, which we need to talk about too. Um, Yeah get it together girl and she just she just wasn't I mean it could have been because of the time like the period of time that this was supposed to be happening in but still I mean what did what did you think yeah that that was my main issue with this book and why I probably rated it much lower than you was because she had so much opportunity to grow and to become a a stronger individual and really show her ungrateful daughter. Like I'm the one making decisions here. I'm responsible for this family. Your dad walked out. Like I'm the rule maker. I'm the enforcer. And it was just honestly, like she lets everyone walk all over her and she doesn't ever the whole time. Her worth is what a man delivers to her like it's it's Rafi or Rafe Rafe yeah uh, her husband who leaves it's like her dad her you know all these men and then towards the end um is when she finally starts to feel good about herself but that's only because this like attractive quote-unquote like you know the union organizer guy says he he would love her you know and it's not even that serious it doesn't seem like at the Mm -hmm. end but it doesn't even matter for me I'm like why does why does she have to wait constantly for some other outside entity especially just dudes all the time why does she have to wait for dudes to tell her that she's worth anything um and I think a lot of the times that's why the relationship with her daughter Loretta 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 Loretta. um Mm -hmm. why her daughter just like didn't respect her the the majority of the time. I don't know. I, That's my my feeling on it. I was like, I could see why her daughter wouldn't respect her because she doesn't respect herself. Right. Yeah. And again, I think it's a part of like the times when when this was taking place. Supposedly, you know, it was in the in the 1930s. You know, women, if you don't have a husband, you're you're nothing. And she was alone, and 
maybe she was, I don't know, she was just really afraid. And I understand the author, you know, leaving her character kind of like middle of the middle of the road, kind of plain yeah. Jane, not very much, but she could have brought her in and made her developed her a lot more than she did like mm-hmm. maybe towards the towards the middle instead of just the last two chapters I'm like right. I need more yeah it for me I wasn't really like pulled into to Elsa as a character or to her story like I just couldn't get into what was going to go on like even the fact that they started they picked up and moved after Rafe left them I I really wasn't that curious what was going to happen to them because I was just like oh she's you know okay let's just going to do whatever that, she's going to do it it wasn't until 1936 chapter 24 it it took me until then to actually get get interested let's talk about her husband leaving because yes. that was okay, Rafe. that was like a major thing you know um in the beginning he was supposed to go to college and he she came and basically quote unquote ruined his mm-hmm. life yeah, because she got pregnant. Okay, we and that was what his mother and father were kind of giving off that vibe. So Rose and Tony are the parents of Rafe, who he still lived with. And when they found out that he had impregnated her, he was like, "They, they, the parents, Rose and Tony, were like, oh, 'Oh, you're throwing away your life. You're you've ruined it. Now you just have to stay here and farm, and you can't make something else of yourself.'" Um, which he was and, so excited to go away to college, too. He was like, I'm going to be the first Martinelli to go to college. Yeah. I'm be the first guy to go. Um, and then he didn't go. And then he is the reason why their daughter, Loretta, um, hated. Loretta. Loretta. Sorry. Hated. Loretta. Yeah. Um, her mom, Elsa, mm-hmm. because he kept putting like stuff in her head like oh we can go travel we can do this we can do that but your mom doesn't want to leave your mom is oh like i hate working. that yeah. i'm like why are you blaming like the mom don't she's mom blame up. she's being realistic about like yeah. we need to work mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. and i mean it was i didn't i didn't i didn't like him you know he was oh i didn't like rafe either he came off as like a very sweet guy took a you know, quote unquote, took a chance on ugly old Elsa. Supposed, but, yeah. But honestly, all he did in the book was drink away the, the little money that they did. And then as soon as, you know, shit got tough, shit got really, really tough during the, the Dust Bowl when there was like lightning, dust storms, he just upped and left. I will say this, though. He did mention several times to Elsa, like, hey, we should we should go out west. I think it's better for us. And Elsa just shut him down instead of opening up that, you know, communication pathway that you should have in a partnership. And uh, I I do see that as like a, you know, she ended up going west anyway. So she should have had that conversation. You with know, um, speaking of that, I agree with you. However, this also shows Raph's immaturity. Oh, yeah. Because he is younger than her, mm-hmm. which we know. Um, if he were like in the t- like it, it being still in the time of like the 1930s, you know, men are the men are the one that says what head of the household. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have like if it was him. Why wouldn't he just be like, hey, 
I'm not giving you an option, pack up or leaving. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't ballsy enough to do that either. Instead, he was a coward and just walked away. And I think that has to do too with them so heavily reliant on mommy and daddy. Uh, I, I did end up loving Rose and Tony, like they were two of my favorite characters in the book. But because they lived with their parents, his parents, who then become, you know, her parents, they really did take her in eventually. Um, he was just like, you know, living off of daddy's land, living off of mm -hmm. mommy's food. And when stuff got too hard for him, and he he mentioned it like once. He was just like, all right, see you later. But he just like left up and left in the middle of the night. Didn't tell his kids, didn't tell his wife, didn't tell his parents. And uh, I wished there was like a point at the end of the, towards the end when they were in California where Elsa they encountered she encountered him, mm -hmm. but it ended up not being him. I, ooh, that would have been a really good twist if they did run into each other. That would have been really fun fun and I say that because this book was not fun it was the most depressing book you could read and um I was listening to that interview at the end of the book with the author and she was like yeah it's interesting because I wrote this pre-pandemic but then it came out during the pandemic and uh yeah that was weird so I had to like yeah. add a you know, end note about how this really like, uh, you know, there's some connection between what was going on then and what's going on now. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Just, just a very interesting, depressing, depressing theme throughout the book. And then to be reading that during a time when we also have to wear masks, but for a different reason. Well, they didn't really necessarily have to wear masks too often for like the, um, Dust, dust storms storm. that were going on. Sure. Um, That's true. Um, so really quickly. Did you find, I have to ask you something though. Did you oh, okay. find any of the characters relatable for you? Because for me, I really didn't like Loretta. She just seemed mm -hmm. like a little whiny bitch. <laughs> and Elsa was just like a doormat, like walk all over me. And so I probably do relate with them both in separate ways, but I just didn't want to relate with an, either one of them because their main like character themes just were not fun for me. I was like, ah, I don't want to be a doormat and I don't want to be a whiny little bitch either. So no, thank I you. I really, I mean, it was, it's kind of, I feel like for me, it's kind of hard to relate to any of like the main ones because I am not a mother. And I am no longer a teenager, a teenage girl. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I probably would have acted the same way that Loretta acted. Oh, uh, without a doubt, I would have been a big because time bitch you like can, Loretta. You can hear and like sense the urgency that she had in like wanting to leave and like the desperation and like her mother, like wanting to wake her mother up to the reality of the situation that they were living in. Mm -hmm. um, I would have never run away. Because I'd be too scared. Because Loretta mm -hmm. ran away briefly. Um, you never ran no. away when you were little? Not even for like half of a day? No. The craziest thing I ever did was cut my hair. How short? Give myself bangs. Just bangs? No, Are I cut good? my hair too. No. No. I, I want to see the picture now. I want to see the... I'll have to find one. They were all crooked. But um, <laughs> no. I... I mean, I, I get Loretta. I understand her, but I don't really, I couldn't relate 
to them at all, which was mm-hmm. fine. I mean, I, I don't think that was really important to to read to read the book. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not, but I feel like I always when I do enjoy a book, it's because I really relate to some someone in the book, you know. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I know I'm going to really like a book. Um, I do have to ask, did you cry at the end? I cried was like it a, a tearjerker. Did yes. you really? No. I cried. Yes, no, I was reading it and my throat was getting all closed up and I was like I was crying very loudly too. Chris comes in, he's like, what's wrong? And then he sees the book in my hand. He's like, oh, oh, that's what it is. So was it because here's your spoiler for the, for the book guys, mama dies at the end after she finds true love. Not really. She didn't find true love. She find, she finally was able to. She found a dude who thought she was okay. Yeah. And he was a communist. Was it because she died? And, or let me rephrase this. Was it because she died flat out? That was sad. Or was it because Loretta finally like understood that her mom is a human and was sad for her mom dying? Why did you cry? Um, both, okay. both reasons. Yeah. I, um, so I kind of want to get into, I mean, I wanted to talk about a little bit about the the middle of the book, which is when they're working and picking cotton and stuff. Um, but really, Let's do it. Let's it, talk about it, just, it. It just dragged, and it kind of reminded me of the Caesar Chavez movement. Mm-hmm. You know, when they um, did all the striking for fair wages and getting paid. So yeah. I was like, wait, wait, is this what is this what she's going for? Um, and then she's like, psych communism take that um but yeah I I mean I don't know I thought it was I thought it was sad the 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 owners of the farms were just taking advantage of them and she was just letting them like Mm -hmm. oh sit down be grateful that we have a job oh sit down be grateful that we have a job and I mean I don't know um what did you think about the middle the middle part it was a big middle it was a big middle, big middle, big middle energy. It was a big middle. I I did find the uh, actual trip the most exciting part where they did decide to pack up and leave. You know, it 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 became tur- tur- turbulent because Elsa so heavily relied on Tony and Rose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that was the main reason why she didn't want to leave. And then... Rose, being the smart lady she is, knew that Elsa wouldn't leave without her. So she was like, yeah, we're leaving. Don't worry about it. Just pack up. Take what you need. And then the day of, she's like, psych, we're staying here because this is our farm. Duh. Which I was like, obviously, they're going to stay at their farm. Um, But then that's when Elsa, I was like, oh, this is it. She's going to be like strong, independent woman who don't need no man or mommy mm-hmm. or daddy or anything. Um. And the actual trip, I was like, this is great. She's like taking, you know, really working hard to show her kids, I'm going to take care of you. It's going to be okay. We're going to get to California. I'll buy you candy. But then as soon as they get to California and they encounter the obstacles of like, oh, we don't want no Okies here. uh, 
she just like curls back up again and she's like, well, guess I'll just work for five cents a day, like cleaning floors and picking cotton. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a little disappointing. And I was like, go somewhere else in California. You have a little bit of gas, like maybe go higher north or further south or try something different like the fact that she just kept trying and trying and trying in this one spot she didn't she wouldn't she has this uh uh i don't know disease where she just has to like stay put at one spot and figure it out there and that it wasn't working for her it wasn't it didn't work for her at the farm it didn't work for her at her parents house and it didn't work for her in california right I agree with you that the big middle, it drew out a little bit too long. The descriptions of them working on on farms were, you know, necessary because it did really, it made you feel tired, which you knew that the characters were tired. Like they were tired of how they were treated. They were tired of working. They were tired of the conditions. So you did need a little bit of it, but I do agree it dragged on a little too long. Um, And then, so I guess the big twist in the book (laughs) is communism. That's what I thought was the the big twist. Like, you thought it was going to be like, oh, guess what? Some other uh, thing, like, like, like you're saying, like, maybe we're going to the Cesar Chavez type of movement, or maybe we're going to go to, like, she meets a divorced dad or I don't know like I thought there was gonna be some other twist and the fact that the communist twist was the theme of the book Mm -hmm. what did you think of that because I do I've told you this before I do read reviews once I'm done with the book and I like to read you know I like to read both extremes I like to read the five-star reviews and I like to read the one-star reviews and so many of the one-star reviews were like this is just communist propaganda what the Uh, hell is this just Go to North Korea if you love <laughs> communism so much. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, I don't think it was that serious. Like, No. I think it was just an entertaining character that's so opposite of her, mm-hmm. you know, because she's so much of a just sit down, shut up, and take it. And then her love interest at the end is like, nope, communism, one for all, all for one. Let's work for a fair wage. And I was like, okay, I get it. But it was just so funny. So many of the one-star reviews were like, communism is bad. I I, I mean it was funny I didn't to me. Necessarily think that it needed to be in there. You could have been trying to fight for fair wages without having to throw communism in there per se. But it was weird. I I take it or leave it. It, it didn't bother. It didn't bother me. I yeah, was just, same. It, was, it didn't it bother whatever. me. And I did think it was unique because how often do you read uh like best selling American author? where the major theme of the book is communism. It's just not very frequently seen. So I I did find that to be a a rather unique feature of the book. Um, Okay, so you asked me this earlier. Now I'm going to ask you. What? Did you cry? And wait, hang on. Knowing that you are a Leo and the way that you rated this book, I am going to put $10 on that you did not cry. I I did not cry. Did you laugh? No, I didn't, but I did call my mom afterwards. <laughs> and she didn't answer. This is why I have anger issues. No. Um it's funny. Uh yeah, I was like, oh, this I expected her to die. I 
did get the feelings like if I was a normal human, I would have cried when Loretta was like, all right, I'm going to take mama back home because that was like a touching tidbit. Yeah. You know what I mean? When she was like, I wish I would have had more time with my mom. She was actually a really strong, independent woman. But again, she didn't realize it until the man told her to, you know, till the commie man was like, you should love your mom. She's great. Uh, So poo-poo on that. Why does it have to be like freaking men telling us what to do all the time, Jessica? Um, anyways, I, mean, I did get I, a little choked up when she brought her, her dead mother back home to Texas to bury her I, at her. I blubbered like a baby. Home. I, I was reading like, oh, you know, she got shot and I'm like, oh no. And then they got taken to the hospital. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay, great. It's going to be fine. Like she's just, because I was, as I was like turning the pages, I could see like the, um, the headstone writing. I could see it there. I was like, oh, she's going to die in the end. But I was thinking like, oh, it's going to be like 30 years later and she and this guy have like a good life and she sees, you know, all of these things 30 years later. And then it was disappointing that she died. And so I I cried about her dying. And then I also cried when Loretta was like saying like, I'm the first, I'm going to be the first Martinelli to go to college. And I was like, oh, she would have been so proud. (laughs) I am a sucker for this kind of stuff. And I didn't think I was going to cry because I didn't know how it mm-hmm. ended. But then I then it just there were tears everywhere. So I have a question for you. So now that you've finished this uh, book, would you read the like any other of her books, knowing that her major themes are like sad, depressing women and mother daughter relationships? I would there's this other one that is by her called the night the nightingale yep that Isn't i heard it like world war hear, ii fiction i don't know that i hear is really good also i would probably read that one um we'll we'll see i don't i didn't see this there's so many similarities in this one to firefly lane like you yeah, did or just, did not see i did not like there was a little bit of mother daughter stuff but it wasn't not to the show because we didn't. Read I feel it. like the mother daughter. Well, yes, we only we only saw the show. I feel like the mother daughter relationship. And again, we don't know how the like book of um, Firefly Lane ends. But I feel like the the back and forth between mom and daughter, like daughter thinks mom is dumb and stupid and bad. I mean, obviously, that's just a very commonly used trope. But I saw I saw like the exact same relationship in Firefly Lane that I did see with. Elsa and Loretta in the four winds. So I think I would uh, have to be very, you'd have to like pull my leg to read another Kristen Hanna book. Uh, I don't see it in my future. That being said, I'm not, I'm not super mad that I read this book because it is, a, it's, it was a unique take on like the climate, uh, the, the climate change turmoil that happened during the Dust Bowl, which I did read a lot of those types of books when I was in school, but this was more of a like personal plight version of it, yeah. which it was, I, it was easy to, to continue reading it. You know, it got a little drag out long and in, in the big middle, like you were saying, the, but the big middle, the big middle. Um, but All yeah. right. I'm going to tell you 
what I'm going to rate it first because you don't know. Because you I already know. know. I, know. I already know. know your stuff. I won't ever um, do that again. Yeah. I, I see. I see all the things. So. I know. You're um, so on top okay. of it. I thought that this book was, it was a good book. I mean, I cried. You last, did. I don't remember the Don't let my rating cried. influence you. Oh, I and the fact that I, I don't it. cry because I'm not human. You know, you know what's funny is as I was like finishing the book, I mm-hmm. was like thinking, I don't know if you did this too. You're like, oh, you're almost done. You're almost done, and I'm already like thinking what I'm going to rate it. Like I haven't mm-hmm. finished it, but I'm already thinking. Um, yeah. and that's how my mind was working for me. Oh um, yeah, it was a great book. It was. I feel like it needed to be a little bit more concise in its thoughts, character development. It happened at the very, very end for Elsa, unfortunately, and for um, Loretta, it kind of went up and down with her character development. It was... I mean, that's how being a teenager is. It's up and down, up and down. Yeah. um, It was... I would read another Kristen Hanna book for sure. Um, I would probably recommend this book to people as well, but certain people not like it's not everybody's like cup of tea not you know? leo's no you're <laughs> not i mean depending on your personality you know yeah i'm joking and what you kind of like to read so i it, like i said it was great i actually read read it pretty fast mm-hmm. um so i gave it a four out of five stars four out of five girlfriend mm-hmm. it's another heavy hitter for jess yeah it was it was good i well, wouldn't watch a movie I wouldn't watch the movie or a television show of this because could you imagine how dusty like that. that movie would be. Ugh. This could not be a show. It just there'd be no way. There'd be no way to put this into a show. Um, well, Jess already knows how I rated it because mm-hmm. I was a naughty person and I put it on my own personal Goodreads first, and I was like, "Oh, like yeah, never mind." Uh, so. Two out of five stars. I just couldn't really get into it. It was also extremely depressing. There was not enough character development for Elsa or Loretta for me. My favorite character, Rose, was just didn't get enough page time. She didn't get enough page yeah. time for me. Mm-hmm. And... I just didn't like how much of the storyline revolved around dudes telling girls what to think and it really impacting what they thought um, in, you know, conscious or subconscious ways. So that was my big thing. I did like the fact that it touched on themes that I don't frequently see in books like the you know the communism the climate change kind of concerns and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so because of that I I did think it was a good historical fiction Kristen Hanna is a good writer it's very very vivid if you want to be put in a place where you don't actually want to be like in a freaking dust storm that has lightning and you have to put a gas mask on and like centipedes are crawling out of the wall yeah it's well written. It is detailed and it does put you there. It's just not a place I want to be right now. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this is depressing, girl. Like, I don't know. Crazy. So yada, yada, yada. Two out of five for me. Four and out of five for four you. Out of five. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely can't knock points for, you know, how well written it was because it was well written. Just not mm-hmm. my cup of tea. Not my kind yeah. of not we'll my see. kind of story. We'll see. I'll probably read another Kristen Hanna book, but I'll put it on the blog. I won't make you read it. I mean, I I shouldn't have said that. I would give her another shot if there was no big overarching mommy and daughter themes. I just don't need to mm-hmm. see I don't need to read that one again. Like I've been reading that a little too much recently. So <laughs> It would have to be a little different. Maybe I, I, I did see that the Nightingale is like a World War II story. And I'm actually outside of the podcast reading a World War II historical fiction too. So um Are you a, gonna the, put that one on the blog? Yeah, when website? I finish it. Okay, yeah. good. But what's it called okay. so the so the listeners know what it is? All the light we cannot see. Oh, I have that one. A little bit ago. Have you read it yet? Um, I didn't get through it. This was, this was back. I got it when it first came out and I didn't get through it because this was when I was like really not into reading and I'm like, I can't like, this is too slow for me. But, um, I did see that it was available to rent up in the library. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but anyways, anyways, yeah, I would love to hear your take on all the light we can't see. Moving on I will on tell now you as soon as I'm done. To a new segment. It's still new. Is it new? That we like to call Guess With. Guess With. Jess. Jess. And it's your turn this time. Yes, it is. Okay, I hope you get this one. Um, Because I don't want to put too many hints out there. Because I think it's going to be pretty easy. But maybe not. Alrighty. So... This highly anticipated book series is both a book series and a show series on Netflix. Mm -hmm. The third novel in the series is dropping this April, this month, right now, hot, fresh, off the press. And Netflix has just confirmed the third season as well, coming out in 2021. They had some issues with, what else? COVID, COVID filming. So it is... Green light, green lit. They're going to be making the third season and it's coming out this year. So after the bloody ending to season two, all of the characters that survived, all the living ones, will be returning for the next season. Our main character of both the series, the show and the book is a big time creep, big time stalker and a murderer. (laughs) She didn't even not get to my you, next. Not you, Jess, but you, you, the, the, the show. Yeah. My you, next, the show. my next line was going to give it away if you didn't guess it yet, but it was get your baseball cap disguised ready because he loves you. And that would have given did it away. Did you ever watch it or did I tell you to watch it? I watched the first season. I did not watch the second season only because. Oh, yes. Was, you're right. It was not. You're right. It wasn't Chris's cup of tea. And I, we were like watching it together and he wasn't into it. And he was like, this is really weird. Why are we watching this? Um, so, yeah, yada, yada. This, the book that's coming out this month is called You Love Me. Oh. So, yeah. So, Chris and I watched anyways. it. It's good. Are you going to watch awesome. the third season? Like, of course, of course I am. I am like 
kind of running out of shows to watch. There was this one that I was watching in Spanish and the third season got canceled and I already finished the second season. So it just left it at a cliffhanger. What show? And I was, it's, it's in Spanish. It's called Monarca. Is it good? You can, you it's can on watch Netflix? it. It's good. Yeah. They have English subtitles. It's pretty good. Um, but just know that after the second season, there is no more. And there's only 18 oh. episodes total. So what an odd number. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's um, so I was telling Chris I go maybe I should start Grey's Anatomy again season one episode one should I feel like there is something there is something so uh like comforting comforting and watching a show that you already know you like and you've watched it a couple times because it brings you back not only to like the first time you saw it but it just like brings you to have a you spot. ever seen Grey's Anatomy I have not it was not a show I watched uh my sister watched it McDreamy, McSteamy, she knows them all, and I never got into it. But well, if you ever uh, want to watch, I it had together. my other shows that I watched, and I yeah. watch them all the time. But I'm still trying to get through Outlander, the series. So that's kind of been my big, my big push series. Whenever I do have spare time, because it's like a Outlander is not a show you can watch while doing the laundry. It is yeah. a eyeballs on the screen type of show and mm. uh yeah so that's that's okay. what i'll be doing so well, what are we doing next week next week we are going to tackle another listener suggested book and it's also going to be our first male author that we're covering for the podcast which equality I mean, here ladies we've made it a couple episodes now without having a male a book by a male author. Um, and this one is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And just so we know who it. was the listener suggestion, it was by an out of five stars family member, my sister, Ashley. What's up? Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so we will bring you our <laughs> lively discussion next week. And maybe Jess will not be in her car. And we'll be in her trailer instead. Just the perks of living in a trailer. You know, if if something goes wrong, like the water, um, you can't be in there when your fiance's working on it. Because it's going to be like, God damn it, fucking I. And also. Like that. Um, that just wouldn't be good recording studio for me today. We have a new exciting thing happening at the end of the month. Yes, um, we, we are having our first guest on the show, and she is um, Jess from Red Red Reviews or Read Reviews? Read Reviews by Jess. I guess we'll have to ask her. Is it Red or Read? Red Re- uh, she's on Instagram, so we'll put she her is. handle on the show she's notes. She's a great if you bookstagrammer. Follow her. Yeah. She is, and we're very excited to have our first guest on the show. Um, if our you first want guest, to, another Jess. Mm-hmm. If you want to go and follow her and or read the book that we're going to be talking about, um, the schedule is up on Instagram. So go check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Yes, I haven't drank. No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> have you? Haven't you? Anyways, no, no, I haven't. I'm just sitting it's in late. a hot car getting flushed. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. 
Uh, We really do appreciate it. And if you have a listener suggestion, just head on over to our Instagram. Let us know what should we read uh, or consume beverage-wise or TV media-wise. You tell us. Let us know. We'll, We'll give it a shot. We'll give anything a shot. And we might just end up... Well, one of us might just end up uh, talking shit about it. She got a poopy attitude. I don't have a poopy attitude. It's just a depressing book. <laughs> Anyways, don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. Jess over there in Louisville has got us on every single podcast uh, app that you can find us on. And we're also on all of the socials at Out of Five Stars. And that's Outa with two T's. Until next time, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.